Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is found in Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we will naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it will be to simplify our lives. Oh boy, I am excited to be back on the podcast this week. I had a week off last week because we were at our Simply Living for Him retreat, which was amazing, and I will be telling you about it in just a bit. Um, Also, I have just been sort of um, recouping from that retreat. I've been really, really resting, like really resting for the past few days. Um, Literally was in bed for hours over the weekend. (laughs) So um, I'm enjoying this beautiful weather that we're having out here uh, in my little hobby farm. We've had literally perfect weather, weather for the past two days with no clouds in the sky, no humidity, perfect blue sky. So it's just been such a gift from God to give me that so I can find some rest um, after what was an amazing, amazing retreat last week. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. Before I start, I do want to say thank you to Apologia. Apologia is our podcast sponsor, and they make it possible for me to continue this podcast, to get it out weekly, and I'm just so grateful. Please check them out. They have some really great um, specials going on right now. Thursday, July 26th, if you are a homeschooler, they're going to have their Walking by Faith online homeschool conference, and it's going to be via Facebook Live. You can watch right on the Apologia Facebook page. Doesn't make it any simpler, right? Just go to their Facebook page for Apologia, and it will be like a virtual conference with speakers, with booth representatives, um, an answer page for questions that you might have. They're also going to have an art lesson at noon and giveaways throughout the day. That is so cool. So check that out. Also from July 23rd to August 14th, they're having a big back to homeschool sale. Most of us, if we're homeschoolers, are looking at curriculum right now. Head over where they're having their big sale at Apologia.com. And there's also a free book available over there, um, an ebook at um homeschool-slash-101.com slash welcome home. I'll put all these links right there in my uh, webpage for this episode, but you can also find a free um, mini ebook with devotionals, journaling pages, and scripture cards. So thank you, Apologia, for all those goodies and for being a sponsor of the podcast. So I am home from the Simply Living for Him retreat. I did a live video yesterday on Facebook, and I talked all about our amazing time that we had there and the work that God did, and just, I literally felt like I was seeing miracle after miracle happen there. It was just so cool. Um, Words still can't describe it. I tried to write a blog post about it yesterday. That's over there on the blog. Um... But it's one of those things that you really just have to be there to experience. And this was our third retreat, and each one has just gotten better and better. And I am just in awe of God and what He does because I had this little tiny idea to maybe run a women's retreat, and God has just taken that idea and exploded it into something so much bigger than I ever dreamed or imagined. With that being said, we are not holding our Simply Living for Him retreat next July, which it's taking everything in me not to do it. Um, 
I so want to do it, but I feel like I know without a doubt that God is leading me to kind of take that month off or that summer off next year because my oldest, um, Grace, will be graduating from homeschool and will be heading off to college in the fall next year. Whether that's college away from home or at home yet, we don't know. She may be living at home and commuting to college, but whatever it is, I do know that life will never be the same because she'll be a full-fledged adult. And so I need to spend the summer really focused on my family. You know, the retreat, I absolutely love it. I love everything about it. I love doing it. Um, Even though it's a lot of work, I do love doing it. I just know that... The months in the spring, especially leading up to the retreat, get very busy and um, my mind can really get consumed with all the details of the retreat. And that's not kind of the mindset I want to be in when I know that it's a special time for our family. So with that being said, the retreat, I am in full-blown prayer over what's going to happen to it in the future. Will we do it in the fall, maybe, once she's sort of settled in college? Will we just wait until the next year, till the next summer? Um, will we return to Gettysburg? I know I have people out there who I'm working with to bring the retreat to other locations. Will those happen? We will see. Right now, I'm totally just waiting on God. So you can join me in prayer for that. I'm just praying every day, Lord, lead me, show me. And when he shows me, I'll let you all know what's going to happen. So that's where we're at with that. Um, If you want to hear about the retreat, go over to the Facebook page because I have all kinds of... uh, Uh, pictures over there. I have a great photo album. I have um, some posts about it. Like I said, I have a blog post up and I do have a video that I recorded yesterday that was live, but it will be up there so you can can hear about it. Um, So anyway, that's where we're at. I've spent the past few days really unwinding. It's been so good to just rest, to not have like anything on my to-do list or, I mean, I have stuff to do, of course. We all do always, right? But I don't have like this overwhelming feeling like I have all these things going on that I need to tend to. And so it's been really nice to just sit outside. The weather's been spectacular and to really just think and pray and uh, enjoy my kids. I was riding my bike this morning on the property with them. I had so much fun. Um, you know, just spending time in the garden, weeding, all these things that just we take for granted sometimes that I'm just enjoying doing. So I was contemplating the podcast episode for this week, and I had so many ideas floating around my head. And sometimes that happens and I can't narrow it down, and other times I don't have any ideas. So I'm always looking for ideas. What do you guys want me to talk about? Please send in your ideas um, and let me know, because I just want to serve you and talk about the things that you're interested in. But today... One of the things that kept coming back over and over in my mind, especially since the retreat, was simplifying social media. I know many have written to me before and asked me to do this topic, you know, especially with teenagers. I'm just going to encompass it with all of us, with our whole family. Um, But, you know, how do we go about simplifying our time on social media or simplifying social media in general? Like, what do we do with this giant that we call social media? What do we do with it, okay? So many times I talk at um, homeschooling conventions, or actually I talked this past weekend at the retreat about um, mental clutter. I gave an entire session about that. And one of the things I often say when we talk about social media in that session, because social media just really usually brings about a lot of mental clutter, is, you know, um, 
social media is not going anywhere. And so we can go from one extreme to the other. We can go to the mindset of, you know, I hate social media. I wish it never existed. I just want to um, live, you know, on an island somewhere with no Wi-Fi. And and I just, you know, it's the enemy and it, it's... I it, I just wish it didn't exist. And then there's the other extreme of when we're just like so consumed with it. We don't even realize that it's such a problem, right? So social media isn't going anywhere. And going to an island with no social media isn't really going to solve the problem that's in our heart and why we become sometimes that other extreme uh, obsessed with it or uh, consumed with it or feeling like we just can't stop, like we just can't stay off of it. And so for someone like me, social media um, is something to obviously address because I work on social media, right? I reach all my people on social media. I've I've found my voice out there writing books and uh, being able to speak in real life, which actually I love more than anything. Any kind of connecting on social media is completely trumped when I get to actually sit with people in real life, which is what I did this weekend at the retreat. Um, but it has been a huge and wonderful asset to me in order to spread, um, the messages that I have to further the kingdom, which we talked about at our retreat this weekend. That is our only purpose in life. You know, we always say, what's our calling? What's our purpose? Our purpose is to glorify God and how we go about doing that is different for all of us. But our purpose in life is to glorify him and to know him and to make him known. And so the internet actually has been very helpful for me. So, you know, there is a good side to it. And I see that every single day when I have people from around the world telling me that, you know, my podcast touched them or my book touched them or the blog or whatever it is. So there is good to it. However, there is definitely an ugly side. And um, maybe I don't see it as much, or maybe some of us are a little naive to it because we feel like... um, you know, if, if we don't go to certain places, we don't really realize sometimes what's going on out there. But sometimes, you know, I have gone to check out things and I'm like, what on earth is going on in this world? You know, so basically the social media that I use is um, Instagram, Facebook. Those are basically my two go-to social medias. And uh, I use them, you know, with my communities, with my people, like homeschoolers or hobby farmers or Christians, you know. And if you ever kind of veer out of that circle and you look and see what else is out there, it's horrifying. So we have to be aware of that. And even though we kind of stay in our own circles, which is where we should, um, we do have to be aware of what's out there if we have children, especially because we do not want them venturing outside of any kind of safe circle. So um, let's see, how can we so, uh, simplify social media? I don't even know how I can tackle this whole, whole topic in one entire podcast episode because I feel like it's just such a big topic to tackle. But um, people ask me this all the time, like how do you simplify it? Number one thing, I'm going to say this every single time and you know it. Ask yourself before you go on social media, before you use social media, does this honor God? You're going to eliminate pretty much 90% of what you may have seen or the time you may have wasted or the things you may have posted if you ask yourself that question first. Ask yourself that question. Does this honor God? If I'm spending an hour, two hours, three hours, more scrolling through, that's not honoring God with your time. It may be 
if you're, you know, spreading the kingdom, uh, sharing the gospel, um, doing things, you know, with your heart turned the right place. But most likely, if you're spending a lot of time, a lot of it might be mindless scrolling. Um, So if you ask yourself, does this honor God with every site you visit, with every account you look at, and with the mindset you have when you're looking at them, because face it, I mean, I'm going to be honest and real here because that's what we need to do. And say, I mean, for me too, how many times do you scroll through things and you go there in your mind? You go to a bad place. You get frustrated. Oh, that person always looks like they're so happy. Or you get down on yourself. My house doesn't look like that. Or you may even be reading something that's supposed to be edifying from maybe a Christian writer and they're supposed to be lifting you up and then you maybe feel that you're not in that place and you don't get encouraged, you get discouraged. Or, you know, you you see a friend posting photos of all these wonderful things their kids are doing, and maybe your kids that week are misbehaving. So what do you do? You internalize it on yourself and you get mad at your friend's kids because they're behaving, right? (laughs) We do that. And we need to call it out and say, we do that. And I say this all the time, but, and I'll say it again, just because someone else's kids or someone else is succeeding or doing good things or whatever they are doing or not doing has nothing to do with you. Don't internalize someone else's success or failure on your own life, right? But that's what we do. We look at it and we immediately turn it on us because we're prideful, sinful human beings. We turn it on us. Oh, my kids are running around right now arguing and uh, disrespecting me and not listening. And I'm, I'm now I'm looking at so-and-so's kids and they are just so perfect. And we get mad. And we start to think bad thoughts about so-and-so and so-and-so's kids. That doesn't honor God. That doesn't honor God one bit. So one way to simplify social media is to ask yourself that question, with what you're looking at, but also with how you're looking at it, with your own thoughts. Why can't we just be happy for so-and-so and so-and-so's kids, right? Because that's what the Bible tells us to do. We are to rejoice when others rejoice and cry when others cry. So we don't internalize it on ourselves. So it's not just what we are looking at, it's how we are looking at it. Another way to simplify your social media, number one, is to have as little of the apps or the things that you really need, you know? Um, Like I said, my go-to things would probably be Facebook and Instagram. What are your go-to things? Like if you have like 10 go-to things, it might be too many go-to things. Um, I do not go on Pinterest anymore. It's to me mental overload. I just don't even know where to begin when I see all that visual stuff. It just clutters my mind immediately. Um, So I don't do that. Twitter, to me, never made a lot of sense. Some people love it. You know, if that's your thing, um, I just don't. My thing I really enjoy is Instagram. I do enjoy um, seeing photos of other people. I enjoy using it for my ministry. I enjoy using Instagram stories, quite honestly, because I feel like it's not just the good little like staged photos. You can go on stories anytime and show little snippets. I go on there first thing in the morning when I'm out in my garden and my hair is still like bedhead and I got no makeup on. (laughs) 
But I think that's, you know, part of what I want to do with my ministry is be real. And so I enjoy using that and interacting with people that way. And um, for Facebook as well, I definitely enjoy using that for my my ministry. I feel like that's where I am able to connect with a lot of people. And of course, you know, Facebook is good. You are able to connect with people from, you know, your childhood, people from your old workplace, people from whatever it is. But then, of course, there's the flip side to that where, you know, I've said this before, if you are in the middle of your day, whether you're a homeschooler, whether you're a working woman, whether you are, I don't know, whatever you do, right? That's your thing during the day, whether it's working, stay at home, homeschooling. You know, if you were to be sitting at your desk working and you had standing at your desk, your childhood friend, your... um person from an old workplace, your Aunt Tilly from, you know, North Dakota, your uh, distant friend from around the world, literally all standing there and talking to you at once, at the same time, showing you pictures of their life, showing you their favorite um, recipes, showing you videos of their favorite recipes, showing you articles, talking to you about their political opinions, arguing with each other, like all those things, right? Picture you sitting at your desk and all those things are going on. You would never allow that in your home or in your workplace or in your home school. But we do allow it when we go on Facebook in the middle of the day and we start reading all those things. It's basically like everyone's talking to us at once and talking to us about a million different things, things we would never, like it's an unprecedented amount of noise. Things 20 years ago, you couldn't even imagine connecting with, you know, childhood friends, let alone seeing pictures of what they're doing at that moment, let alone seeing them argue about something with politics or whatever it is, right? So if you think about it, it's just so much to take in. So if we want to simplify our social media, like we should not be using it at all when we're supposed to be focused. Like years ago, people went to work and they did their job and there was none of that distraction. I mean, life is distracting enough. We don't need social media to add to it, right? I can be distracted enough during the day with my own thoughts and with all that goes on in my household. I don't need to see what so-and-so from kindergarten is doing right now. And it's definitely a good thing to have connection with those people, but What time of the day are we connecting and are we connecting when we shouldn't be? One wonderful thing that might help is to take the apps off your phone and only use Facebook, say, when you're at your computer, because we tend to be at our computers less. I mean, our phone, we can take it with us, right? In the doctor's office, we sit and wait. None of us can sit and wait anymore. What do we do? We go to our phone. I mean, I know I'm guilty of it. I go to the grocery store. I'm online for two minutes and I pull out my phone. It's like we don't even know what to do with that time. Um, I am, I perfectly admit that. I get in my car after being in the store and I check my email. <laughs> like what What could have been so important that happened in those five minutes? Um, and I, so I admit it. Those are things that I'm working on and that I'm trying to deal with. And I've toyed with the fact of taking it off my phone or not. Um, I have taken notifications off my phone so that it's not constantly like either going off or showing me that little red number because that would drive me crazy. Like I feel like I have to check it. So um, it really though doesn't matter having it on the phone or not on the phone or notifications or not notifications. It's really a heart issue. It goes back to self-control. 
and self-control is the fruit of the spirit. And we don't think of it like that way. We're like, oh no, I just can't. I can't have it on my phone because I'll be on it too much. You can have it on your phone. You can have notifications on your phone if you have self-control, right? If you have self-control and where do you get self-control? From the Holy Spirit, not from yourself. Isn't that a wonderful thing? You have the access to all the self-control you ever need right there. And so all we need to do is ask the Spirit to help us. See, what we do is we, we put it on ourselves. I can't. I have no self-control. I just am, you know, on it too much. Oh, woe is me. I can't get off the internet. Every, every week I say I'm going to do better, and every week I go down the same road. How about saying, I'm not going to walk in the flesh anymore. I'm going to walk in the spirit. Stop wallowing in what you can't do and celebrate what he can do and walk in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will give you all the self-control you need. You start praying about that. You start, you want to simplify your social media, start praying about it. You want to be able to be on there less, take it to prayer. See, what we do is we, we either complain about it or we say we can't do it or how do we, you know, do with less. Go to the Spirit. Go to God. Pray about it. Pray about it. Like I said earlier, like I say every episode, the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we desire the things of this world. Do you want to simplify your social media? Spend more time in the Word? I'm telling you, when I'm in the Bible, I have no desire to see what everybody else is doing on Facebook. When I'm in the Word and I'm spending time with Jesus and I'm reading His words and I'm filling up on Him, I don't want to fill up on junk. I don't want to. I don't don't desire it. I desire Him. I desire what He has to say, not what so-and-so from kindergarten has to say. Right? So if we want to simplify our social media, the biggest thing we can do is ask God to help us. That's number one. Go to him. Ask for, ask for help. Ask him, you know, show me the things or the, what you want me to use this social media for. And that's what I've done because, you know, <clears throat> I, like I said, I work in social media. I use it for my ministry. And I have to keep that in check all the time because I will tend to go down that slope of wanting to just veg out and scroll through Facebook. And I think that's perfectly okay sometimes. Like I don't watch TV. That's not my thing. So sometimes at night, if I just want to veg out, that might be my thing to kind of just scroll through. And that's sort of my relaxation time. And that's okay. What's the problem is, is when we feel like discontent after it, or we feel like we are wasting our time or spending too much time, or there's just too much out there and we don't know, you know, what is best to use. <clears throat> so I have to keep this in check all the time for me. Um, and I have asked God, like, help me use this for good. Help me take something that can be you know, uh, bad, or we can use it the wrong way and help me use it for good. Cause it's part of our culture. It's not going anywhere tomorrow. We're not going to wake up and there's going to be a news story. And this says, guess what? Internet's gone. It was just a fad. No more internet. It's not going anywhere. In fact, it's only going to get bigger and grow more now for our family. You know, we were just actually talking about social media this week in one of our Bible times. I had found an article, 
um, that was written actually by a teenager and was talking about, and it was from Desiring God, and I can link in, in the article on this webpage. And it was a really good article to share if you have teenagers. Um, it was talking about, you know, a lot of times teens want to rebel and be different and stand out. Well, guess what? Nothing would make you stand out more than standing up against the usual use of internet in teenage years. And like I said, sometimes we live in a bubble. Like, you know, I know there's bad stuff out there, but there's really, really bad stuff out there for teenagers. And you must be vigilant and make sure that your teenagers are aware of it and know that they should have no part of it. And so this article was really good at just um, pointing out, if you want to be different, if you want to stand out, if you want to, um, you know, share your faith, use the internet for good, but also being very aware of what you should and should not do, which would bring me to another aspect of simplifying um, social media. Take it to Philippians 4.8. That verse, if you can, you know, filter everything that you or tell your teenagers, and I tell my teenagers this, uh, everything that you are looking at through the filter of Philippians 4.8 you'll be able to simplify right away. You'll be able to filter out most of everything on the internet because Philippians 4, 8, and I don't have it in front of me, but I'll um, paraphrase. It says, um, whatever is pure, excellent, uh, praiseworthy, um, true, honorable, think of these things. Um, And so it talks about the things that you should allow in your mind. And social media fills up your mind really quickly. So when you filter it all through those things and you say, is this excellent? Is this pure? Right there, you're going to eliminate 99% of the internet. (laughs) Is this, you know, praiseworthy? Like I said before, if you're asking yourself before you go on the internet, is this going to honor God? Right there, you're going to simplify everything. You're going to filter out most of the junk and... You know, sometimes it's good to just take a break too. We talk about how it can be a time waster and uh, God wants us to honor him with the use of our time. And so I would encourage you to write down, literally write down how many minutes you're on social media each day and do that for a week. And I would encourage you to hold yourself accountable with someone else because I believe that if you had to say out loud to someone else, this is the amount of time I was on the internet this week, that's going to be really hard, right? And so once you have to say it out loud, and it's not a secret anymore, that's where the conviction comes from. It's where you can ask, and you need to ask somebody really trustworthy, um, you know, uh, somebody that really has your best interest at heart to be holding you accountable and say, you know what, let's report to each other each week how many hours we were on the internet or at the end of the day or whatever it is. If you have a prayer partner or an accountability person, this is a great thing to do. Um, because it's really easy for us to just be like, well, I know I was on it too much, but you know, and to ourselves, But when you say it out loud and you share with somebody else the amount of hours and then compare that amount of hours to the amount of time you spend in the word and the amount of time you're praying. And are they balanced? Is one far outweighing the other one? 
And the only one that should be far outweighing the other one is the prayer and the time in the word, I would hope would be, you know, far more. But I would guess for most of us, it isn't. And why is that? Like, why do we choose the junk of this world to spend our time and our mind on when we have access to the most satisfying, the most uplifting, the most nourishing thing there is out there? God's word. But why do we choose the junk? I don't know. I don't know why that is. Satan, he's out, he's out there prowling around, right? I would encourage you to take a week to really write down the amount of time. And, you know, so many of us for years and years and years, the whole human race has always said, we don't have enough time in our day. We don't have enough time. We're so busy. Well, nowadays we've added in the internet and we're saying we don't have enough time, but we were saying we didn't have enough time before the internet. And think about how many hours a day you're on there, whether it's just checking real quick and then it kind of sucks you in or you just spend those kind of mindless hours scrolling, you know, and not everyone has this problem. I get that. There's some people who have no issues with social media. And so this episode isn't for you, but I I talk to a lot of people who do. So, you know, this is why I'm doing this episode, but I would encourage you to really monitor your time, write it down and then speak it out and say, look how much time, you know, there's all kinds of filters out there, all kinds of um, things you can get things that you can sign up for, covenant eyes I know is one of them, things to keep your family safe, things that monitor your time. If you lack the self-control or the ability to do it on your own, you'll need something like that until you can, um, you know, take it down to where it needs to be. So those are some ideas for simplifying social media. Number one, like I said, choosing the best things to have. For me, like I said, it's just Instagram and, and Facebook really are the things I use. Um, putting them off your phone if need be. Um, but most, mostly it's setting your heart where it needs to be first, right? Does this honor God? Everything I do should honor God. And if I, you know, social media for so many of us, this is one road I don't go down. Uh, it brings up a lot of negativity because we get kind of sucked into arguments and comments. And even if you're not in the arguments, you read all these negative comments. I actually steer clear from all of that stuff. I don't need to add any more negativity into my brain. So I steer clear from all that stuff. Um, And that's just one thing I've said to myself, like, I don't go down that road. I am not reading fights. I am not getting involved in them. I try to keep my page very drama free. So I just, I don't, I think there's enough negativity out there. I don't need to have any part of it. So um, that's another thing, though, to keep in check and to keep in mind. So I hope these give you some ideas on how to simplify social media. Um, As far as for your family, also real quick, I wanted to, I know I started to talk about uh, family. People have asked me how we keep our family in check. And you know what? We, We have more work to do, I'm sure, because now that we have three teenagers and they all do have access somewhat to social media, um, they are not allowed to search. The boys are younger. Grace is now, I mean, she's going to be an adult this year. So she, she is kind of, you know, you have to give them, (laughs) uh, some independence at some point. But when she was younger, she wasn't allowed to search on Google, The boys are not allowed to search for anything. If they need something for their art class, they often need pictures. They always come to us and and say, can you help me search for this, you know, thing that I need? So they are not allowed to search like for anything because you just don't know what's going to come up. You might put something so 
innocent in there when you click on images and something terrible comes up. So we don't even want them to accidentally stumble on anything. So that is one rule we have set to keep things simple there. Also, um, you know, the younger ones, the only one who has Facebook is Grace. And like I said, she's going to be an adult this year and she's proven to us, um, you know, what she can handle and what she can't. And, you know, we've gone through ups and downs and, and, things that we've said, you know, okay, this, we need you to work on, or this needs help, but it's all part, you know, you need to be very open with communication. We're very open with our kids and say, those phones are not yours. And only really Grace has a phone, an actual phone, which she pays for monthly, but the other boys have, um, um, old phones that they, um, use for just the apps and such. But, um, you know, We've told them before that none, even Grace, you pay for it, it's still not yours. We bought it, you know, for you, or we allow you to use the service. We are able to check those phones anytime. And what I always instill in them is don't forget when you're texting to people or, you know, messaging, they all have these group chat things and all that, that you have to remember that the parents on the other end are also checking. So even if I'm not checking your messages lately, you might have other parents checking the messages of the kids you're writing to. So you make sure that what you're saying can be read by anybody. See, that's a problem with social media and teens. This is a whole nother topic, and I, I don't even want to dive into it on this episode, but you can really, um, you know, with teenagers, you got to be just so careful because all they're talking, they think, is done in private now over the texting and um, you just, you got to monitor. So we we have always said that we can check your history and your um your internet and you're not allowed to ever delete that. You, you know, you're texting, we can check that at any time. And so we haven't had, you know, many issues. Um, but we do see that even for the younger ones that, you know, they're drawn to that screen. Now for the boys, they're drawn to video games, but all of us in our human nature are drawn to that screen for some reason or that validation, you know, let me put up a picture and then see how many people like it. And so we have those open conversations about how your worth is not in your likes and is not in your um, number of friends and all, uh, you know what I mean, social media friends um, and all that, those things. So open conversations. But I mean, I think families are very wise to set lots of boundaries and lots of limits, and then slowly loosen them as they get towards adult age. Because face it, when they're adults, they will need to monitor themselves. So we sort of have to train them how, you know, first by setting lots of limits and then slowly loosening those so that they do know how to handle it. You know, one of the things this article said the other day that we were reading with our kids was, you know, forget your parents setting limits, you set limits on yourself. And I thought that was so brilliant. You know, don't wait for your parents to say you can or can't do this. You set it for yourself. Take responsibility of the times. You know, maybe you should only be on the internet in the evening. You know, we've tried to make it a big deal that like after a certain time at night, it goes off. You're not texting people, you know, while you're lying in bed um, and, and going on Instagram and all that stuff. Once we're in our rooms, that's it. Um, and also first thing in the morning, we don't go and check our phone. We read our Bible and we spend time with God. So those are some of the things that we've sort of set. Um, but it's very important to have lots and lots of boundaries and rules early on and then slowly loosen them as they get older so that they can monitor themselves when they are adults. So I hope this gave you a little um, 
a little bit of encouragement that social media is not all bad. It definitely can be used for good. And as long as we have our heart in the right place and we are honoring God with our behavior and we're seeking Him first in all that we do, social media does not have to be our enemy. It can, in fact, be a very useful tool. So um, if you have questions about social media, please, this would be a great conversation to have, except I don't want any drama. <laughs> Um, this would be a great conversation to have. So please comment on the blog post for this um, episode. Comment on the Facebook page, um, over there on Instagram, wherever you, you follow me. And we can continue this conversation. I'd love to hear how you have simplified social media. So I hope this encouraged you a little bit. Um, just real quick, next month, August um, 10th and 11th, I will be in Washington, D.C. for the Family Bible Conference. I'll be speaking two times over there. I'm really excited about that. So you can find the information for that on my website as well. And um, until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.